What's me these days has changed from one year when I was diagnosed with cancer there's the me before and there's the me with cancer now and the, the way I see myself the way I feel people react to me it has changed or maybe I have this illusion that it has changed even in the family I never realized that cancer could be such a kind of unsettling thing that you just you just don't know anymore. And it's funny that I try to dis not to associate myself with this disease. And here I am. Yeah, first thing I say about myself. It's a weird one because you wake up in the morning. And the first thing that comes to your mind is that you have cancer. And you tend to be a bit obsessed by it, yeah? And in a way it can be good because in these last 9-10 months since I've been diagnosed, I've been doing a lot of research on it, on what causes, how to cure, if cure is possible, traditional medicine, pharmaceuticals, what are their interests. There's very little research made on natural cures because anything that's natural and not made in a lab cannot be patented. Therefore, there's no money to be made. And I'm not saying pharmaceuticals companies, they're evil, but they're answerable to their shareholders they are supposed to make money yeah so they've been making a fortune on chemotherapy on radiotherapy what would I like would I like to see my kids you know remember me as I am yeah happy playful father healthy that tells them stories at night play guitar, sing together. And uh, and then he was gone. If that's the case, if that's what's going to happen.
do I want them to see my health decaying and, uh, you know, in hospital with tubes and, uh, you know, in a bad mood, yeah, with no time for them. It's just, you know, so I think that influences a bit my decision on taking a gamble. So this decisions to be made. I myself, in the situation I am now, I have been told that, you know, as my cancer aggressive keeps coming back, I should remove my bladder. The quality of life after that and the chances of it coming back are high as well. So I manage, I think, I hope, to join um, a clinical trial for one of these drugs so I wouldn't have to pay because I would never afford to pay it. Yeah. The prices are like unbelievable. You'd spend 200,000 pounds in a year to keep taking these drugs. And I asked my, my, my brother-in-law in Brazil, who is a doctor, and he's not into, into conspiracy theories or anything like that, and I asked, why are these drugs so expensive? Is it because the ingredients are, are expensive? Is it because of the time used researching? And he said, no, it's just because cancer patients would pay for it. They would sell their house to get a few years more of life, yeah? So it's just like that, yeah? They know they would pay as much as they can. They would find money, fundraise, sell houses, whatever. He told me that he reckons pharmaceutical companies as, as powerful, if not more powerful, than uh, the oil industry, yeah? Anyway, so I might be lucky and I might get a clinical trial, so I'd rather be a guinea pig for these new drugs and see how it works than actually start removing organs and uh, like rather guinea pig than Frankenstein monster, really, yeah. I love to spend more time with my children and with everybody else in this planet and you know but in a good way yeah in a good way so I take a gamble I would have some time. We never know how much time we have anyway, but I would have some time, and that's going to be quality time. Instead of getting blood and all the bits and bobs around that they're going to extract, and, uh, you know, it's not the same. You become impotent, you become incontinent and you know you don't know how you they, they made you a nail bladder made of you know your intestine they create it's really 
it doesn't feel right because you're dealing with the consequences of cancer and the cancer as they say that it might still come back yeah because the cancer still exists yeah they're getting rid of the the organs that are affected but whatever is causing myself to create cancer is still be there so it makes more sense to me to teach my immune system to fight it re-educate my immune system to fight it I wasn't really planning to talk about cancer and that's all I've talked about but as I say it's something that it's incredible how you know you can get distracted you can be having a good time you can start playing music you can start watching a film and something mentions there and it triggers it yeah death cancer disease hospital anything yeah and it's just coming coming back In a way, you can try not to be a victim and actually learn from it. And for me, what I learned from it is to be in the now, to be in the present, because the present is really all there is. If I start worrying about how is it going to go in the future, ooh, that's really weird stuff, yeah. Doesn't look good, yeah, but it does not exist. It does not exist. What exists is now amazing friends, an amazing family, very lucky life. I have always had a very lucky life. You know, grown up with an loving parents back in Brazil went on an adventure to England yeah was passing through start playing a band found a girlfriend and um, got kids here and it's, it's been an amazing adventure so far and it still is yeah so yeah I'm very 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 lucky saying like oh there's a lesson to be learned maybe there isn't a lesson to be learned it's just like but I would like to learn something from this yeah like so full on so intense more than anything actually more than wishing to get cured which is quite unlikely but it's possible I would like not to have fear I would like I would like courage more than healing
I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and uh, she was, was even before I was sick, and they would say, I, I, at one point in my life, I don't know, at one point, the sense of mortality kind of descends on you, you realize you're mortal. Until maybe I was 35 or 40, I don't know, I never thought about it. Life was to be lived, and it was infinite. And But at one point, it comes down on you, or at least on me, and from then on, you realize time is limited, mortality. And it bothered me a bit, yeah? Not happy about it. What's this deal, yeah? Of, you know, dying. And this friend of mine, I was talking to her, and she actually said, look, when she was pregnant, she was saying I wasn't, you know, happy about giving birth. I was bloody scared. It's my first baby. How does this going to come out? It looks weird. Not looking forward to this at all. And she told me what helped me was to think that every mother went through that. So, you're not alone. Everybody who gave birth and has been going on you know, for thousands and millions of years, all over nature, not only humans, you know, females being given birth. So she felt, I'm not alone, and that helped her. And by telling me that, she was, she was helping me to understand that, okay, I'm afraid of my own mortality, but every single body here will die because it's part of life. So that was a helpful one. And um, yeah, it's like continuity, my children. Yeah, the kids are amazing. Amazing, you know. Their perspective, their vision is so fresh. I have all this luggage that I drag along me all these ideas and that's what I'm talking about here is things that I've been carrying on my mind for years and it's amazing they amazing teachers I thought I was going to teach them yeah I don't know I don't need to teach them you know, I need to learn from them if anything because they have this like lust for life and they are so open, and I feel really privileged to have kids. Possibly the best thing that happened to me in my life, and I think most parents say that's a bit of a cliche, but yeah, like when they go to bed, I would go and tell them a story and invent a story. Normally, I like, you know, creating a story every night. A different story and see how they react to it or just lying there and listen to them talk until they fall asleep is healing is amazing so yeah looking forward for them to come back from school <laughs> I used to be a musician, I used to make a living as, with music, and then for the last 10 years I've been selling olives. 
in borough market. We've just been evicted last month. We've been evicted from borough market after 16 years there, which is a bit weird because I need to find a job. And uh, finding a job when you're 58, leave alone the fact that I'm sick. But I'm not really sick. I'm as sick as I feel, really. Uh, just 58-year-old man. Borough Market, I've been there for 10 years in the same store. I know everybody and all the traders. I love the place. Now that we've been evicted from the market because apparently fresh olives became too big for the ethos of Borough Market... People have been telling me, oh, Marco, you find a job easily, you know everybody. Oh, Marco, ah, don't worry about it. Everybody knows you, you get a job easily. And after a while, I was like, okay, stop saying that. Actually, offer me a job then, yeah? Just don't keep saying that, you know, it's going to be easy because it's actually not easy. Because when you're 58, yeah, if you go for an interview, and I did being to an interview, yeah, if there's a 20-year-old and a 58-year-old, People don't even need to be ageist. It's more unconscious they would give the job to the younger person because I, I would like to think I'm quite adaptable. But uh, I understand how people think and they have the choice between someone much older and they're going to manage that person or to manage someone that's much younger. They would tend to go for someone that's younger, yeah, because it's easier for them to manage. The reason I stayed 10 years selling olives is because I really like them. I love olives. Yeah, I was getting there at 7 in the morning and I was eating them. I've been doing that for 10 years. So I can talk about it and I'm enthusiastic about it and I don't feel like I'm ripping off people. I really you know, believe in what I'm saying and I want them to try and I want to know what they think of it. So if I'm selling something that I don't agree or don't like or don't even eat, yeah, I feel it's not going to work. So it's going to be a bit difficult for me to find work in Borough Market. It's a bit of a shame because it's an amazing place. The traders are a big family. It's something that's from the past and um, the traders look, really look after each other. So maybe I would like to be back. Maybe it's time to move on and do something else. And that comes again to the how do I like my life to go on time will tell